You're going through something really terrible. Just stop for a moment and think about the scars. Why? Because the scars tell us that he's been through what you're going through. Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, as well as the host of In Grace Radio and TV. Aren't you glad that Jesus cares and he knows what you're going through and he wants to make sure that you're okay? Hi, this is Jim Scudder. And today on In Grace, we're gonna talk about the scars of Jesus, his scars of love. After his resurrection, he came and he appeared and he allowed the disciples to look at his scars, to, to allow Thomas to actually touch his hands and his feet and to realize what he's done for us the only one that will be with scars, I believe, in eternity will be Jesus. We're going to talk about this and so much more today here on In Grace as we are in the story of Jesus. We're nearing the end of that because we're talking about his post-resurrection appearances, and I'm so excited to be able to learn more and more and more about our great Savior, Jesus. But let me also mention to you that In Grace has a, a, a trip to Israel. Now, we go every year or two. We're actually going to go in one year, and you're welcome to come with us. Many people have said, oh, I'd love to go to Israel. I'm dying to go to Israel, but I, I don't know if I can afford it or is it safe. Let me tell you what InGrace has done. We've done uh, dozens and dozens of tours. We've made it very affordable. If you compare our tours with other tours, you will find us probably the cheapest or among the cheapest. And I'll just tell you this, as good or better than any other tour. And you say, well, that's bragging. Well, I'm just telling you what I think is true. It's a great value. We're really careful to get good deals and to make sure it's a just perfect trip that it just goes smooth and and you'll be able to go and just see this land that you've always heard about and go see it for yourself. It is life-changing. Now, is it safe? I, I'll tell you this. I live in the Chicago area. Uh, there's places in Chicago I don't go. There's places in Israel we probably won't take you. Uh, but I say this, if God can't protect us in Israel, he can't protect us anywhere. I feel it's safe. I would take my grandkids. I'm going to be taking them to Israel. So uh, yes, it's safe. So if you're interested in that, go to our website, ingraceradio.com, click on travel. And when you're there, you'll also see we have a cruise to Alaska this summer, and we would love for you to consider that as well. And when he had thus spoken, he showed them his hands and his feet. What were on his hands and his feet? Scars. He said, well, wait a second. If he was resurrected, why would his resurrected body have scars? I honestly can't tell you this. I don't believe that we will have scars in eternity. I don't believe we'll have emotional scars in eternity. Unless it's for us to remember something bad so that we can understand how God took that and made it incredibly good. Okay, maybe we would have a memory of that, but I don't think we're going to go through eternity haunted by the things that have happened, happened in this life. I also don't think there's going to be deformities. I don't think there's going to be scars on anyone except for perhaps Jesus. Why do I say perhaps? Because here he appeared with scars. Will he always have scars? I think he will. I think for eternity, those scars will remind the universe what he did for us. The length he went to redeem his fallen creatures made in his image. 
And so I think it'll be a, a permanent memorial testimony. And I'm, I'm not positive of this, but I think so. And here's one verse that kind of gives us a clue into that, and it's in Revelation. And in Revelation 5 and verse 6, now a lot of this language, it's a literal thing that we're talking about. It's Jesus, but it also has some imagery here. So you have to kind of uh, work through that imagery but it says, and I beheld, and lo, in the midst of the throne of the four beasts, in the midst of the elders, stood a lamb. This is Jesus, we learn. As it had been slain. So I, I feel like Jesus is going to eternally have the marks of the crucifixion. We won't, but I believe he will. And I believe that that is, again, a reminder to us and to all and to the angels of what or how incredible our God is and how amazing his love is and, and the extraordinary uh, place he went to to take upon himself our sins. So here's something I want to challenge you with. The next time you go th through something really difficult, really hard, here's what I want you to remember. Think about this. Picture in your mind Jesus' scars. Think about the wounds on his hands, the wounds on his feet, the wound on his side. You're going through something really terrible. Just stop for a moment and think about the scars. Why? Because the scars tell us that he's been through what you're going through. He understands your situation. His scars also speak to the fact that he cares deeply about you so much that he went through this death on the cross. And it wasn't just the, the physical torment, the passion on the cross that was so heinous. It was that fact that he, the perfect, innocent, holy one, became sin. It took upon himself the sin of billions of his creatures. All sin was put upon Jesus on the cross. And that, my friend, we will never understand. But he knows. He cares. He's with you. Think about his scars the next time you're in one of those tough places in life. And you start to wonder, why would God allow this? We can't answer that, but I know he went through worse than I did. And although I might have a scar from some surgery, he has uh, a scar that will last forever as a reminder of what he's done for us. And then in Luke 24, in verse 41, we'll continue to read about his, his appearance to them in this room. It's, it's, to me, this is still crazy. It's like he's appeared, he said, you know, touch me. And there's still not believing. And it says, while they yet believe not for joy. So they're just, I think, still stunned. They just can't believe it. You know, it's like so good. You just can't believe it. And, and they wondered, he said unto them, have ye any meat? And they took him a piece of broiled fish and a honeycomb. And he took it and did eat before them. It's awesome that he took that food and ate that food. Why? Because again, he's showing that I am resurrected. Bodily, physically 
res- resurrected, right? Spirits don't eat food. And then we're going to transition over to what Mark has to say about this upper room post-resurrection appearance. So we've read Luke's account. Now we're going to read Mark's account. In Mark 16, 14, it says, Afterward he appeared unto the eleven as they sat at meat and upbraided them with their unbelief and hardness of heart, because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. You think that people that you've hung around with for a while and you trust, if they told you something they had actually seen and more than one person told you, wouldn't you just be like, oh yeah, I believe that, that's great. But we don't. We are, we are so, it's so hard for us to come to, to faith, isn't it? It's so hard. So that's what Mark says. He kind of focuses it on the fact that they just were having trouble believing this. And then John actually gives us a lot of detail about all of this. Some of it's repeated, but I'm going to give you the whole thing again because I think it's so important that we see Jesus' appearance here before the 11, the remaining uh, of his 12 disciples. John 20, verse 19 says, And then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week. So this is all still Sunday. Now, if the sun had set, it would be considered the next day, but um, here he is appearing. They were meeting on a Sunday, which is very different because previous to this, the day of worship was on Shabbat. Shabbat, by the way, is still Saturday. Why don't we worship on Saturday? Well, we could. There'd be nothing wrong with that, worshiping on Saturday. They do it in Israel. Why? Because it's a day off in Israel. If they had church only on Sunday, very few can go to church because it's like a Monday here. Everyone's going back to work. It's not important exactly what day you worship, but I think Sunday is a great day because that's the day they were gathering. The whole day of worship changed. That's another proof of the resurrection. But also because it's the day of the resurrection. So I think it's a great day to to gather and worship. So there they were in the evening. It's still the first day of the week, it's the end of, of Sunday, when the doors were shut, I love that too. The doors were shut. Why were the doors shut? Well, it says because the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews. All of that had just happened. Jesus had just been killed. So guess who's next on their list? It's them, right? So they're afraid, they're, their doors are closed. They're hearing rumors of the resurrection, but they're not certain. Some have seen them, some haven't, most haven't. Some have seen the empty tomb, but there they are. They're in fear. That's how we often live our life when we don't need to live in fear. We do. We close that door and we're living in fear. And then Jesus came and stood in the midst and saith unto them, what? Peace be unto you. What wonderful words that is to hear from Jesus. Peace be unto you. We need peace, don't we? We have a lot of turmoil in life. We have a lot of anxiety in life. And to hear the creator say peace, had they heard him say peace before? They had heard him say peace when there's a tremendous storm and they thought they were gonna die, they were gonna drown. And Jesus said, peace, be still. And they were amazed that this man could control the waves and the wind. You're listening to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr. How old is the earth? Did Noah's flood really happen? 
If you're wrestling with the answers to these questions, look no further than Ingrace's exciting video series, A Walk Through Creation, where Jim Scudder walks through the amazing Creation Museum in Northern Kentucky with answers in Genesis founder Ken Ham. Together, they discuss how modern science actually backs up truths found in Scripture. This incredible series will be yours as a thank you for a gift of any amount to Ingrace. And when your gift is $35 or more, you will also receive two more video series, a tour of Noah's Ark with Bodie Hodge and Dinosaurs That Destroy Evolution. Don't miss out on this exclusive opportunity to gain a deeper understanding of the young Earth creation perspective. To get this limited time offer, call now, 800-78-GRACE, or order on our secure website, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. If you are a believer that Jesus died for you and rose again, if you're a Christian, you are a missionary. You are to bring the gospel to your neighbor, to your friends, to your family, to maybe the uttermost parts of the world. So he's going to send, as he was sent to the earth by the Father, so was Jesus going to send his disciples to the ends of the earth. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said unto them, receive ye the Holy Ghost. Now, we do know that they got the Holy Ghost permanently later on the day of Pentecost. But here we, we do find places in the Bible that people receive the Holy Ghost. Whosoever sins ye remit, they are remitted unto them. And whosoever sins ye retain, they are retained. You just say, what in the world is that? I think it's just simply this, that God was giving them authority. God was giving them power. We're not talking about salvation, but we're talking about they had authority, apostolic authority to establish the church. And if someone had sinned, they could restore that person as far as fellowship with that command. In verse 24, but Thomas, oh God, bless Thomas. One of the 12 called Didymus. Didymus is twin. We don't read anything about Thomas's twin, but uh, who knows? We don't know anything about him, but I pray that Thomas's twin knew the Lord. But Didymus, Thomas, was not with them when Jesus came. Where was Thomas? Thomas slept in. Thomas had a cold. Thomas had a game. We don't know what happened to Thomas. Thomas wasn't in church, was he? So what, what does that tell you? Well, it tells me that you should try to always assemble when the assembly assembles. I think it's really important. My dad used to say that, you, you can't even imagine the blessing that you may miss in, in a service. And I believe that because here Thomas missed an incredible blessing. They were all there but Thomas. The other disciples therefore said unto him, we have seen the Lord. So now they're all telling Thomas that they've seen the Lord. But he said unto them, this is Thomas, except I shall see his hands and the print of the nails and put my finger into the print of the nails and thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. And so Thomas received the moniker Doubting. Poor Thomas. We need to stop calling him that. Do you call Thomas Doubting Thomas? Stop calling him that. I'll tell you why in a second. <laughs> and after eight days... Again, his disciples were within, and Thomas with them. So now Thomas isn't missing a church service, is he? He learned his lesson. 
Then came Jesus, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst and said, peace be unto you. So this is the following week. It happens again. Thomas is there. Then saith he to Thomas, you fool. I can't believe you didn't believe. I can't believe you missed church. I can't believe that you were doubting, Thomas. No, it doesn't say that. It doesn't say that. That's why you need to have a Bible. You need to know that what the pastor is preaching is what the Bible says. So what does it say? It says, then saith he to Thomas, reach hither thy finger and behold my hands and reach hinder thy hand and thrust it into my side and be not faithless. Thomas, I'm going to give you what you've asked for. Did Jesus need to do that? No, absolutely not. Thomas missed the chance. Thomas missed the opportunity. Thomas shouldn't have been demanding to have to touch Jesus' wounds in order to believe. But this is where I am so thankful that our God is so gracious. He is so patient with us. This is why we need to be patient with people. This is why you need to be patient with your children. This is why you need to be patient with your husband, Karen. <laughs> because Jesus is patient. Jesus is patient. And he gives Thomas the opportunity and says, here, put your hands. And I, and I think it's more than a scar. It almost seems like, like there's a hole, doesn't it? Where you can actually, you can actually put your, your fingers into this wound. It's, of course, it's, it's healed, but it's still there. The scar, the scar of love. And Thomas answered, and this is what I love about this story. Thomas answered and said unto him, my Lord and my God. What a simple but yet powerful and profound statement that Thomas made. Yeah, we call him Doubting Thomas. But something changed here. This Thomas that we were reading about earlier who said, I'm not going to believe unless I touch his, his wounds is a man who took the gospel to the ends of the earth. I'll give you more about that in a second. Jesus said unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. Have you believed? You're blessed because you haven't seen him. I love that about our Savior. Now we still call him Doubting Thomas, but do you know that tradition says Thomas took the gospel to Persia and started a church there in Babylon? He took the gospel to China, according to tradition, and he took the gospel to India. And there in India, outside even the, the modern day city of Chennai, of Madras, in a suburb, is his grave. Because they said as he was bringing the gospel to those in India, they killed him, they thrust him with a spear, with a pike, and killed him. He died a martyr for Jesus. What changed Thomas from a, a doubter to a lion of the faith, one that would bring the gospel all over the world? What changed? He saw the resurrected Jesus. And by the way, it doesn't say here that he actually touched Jesus' scars, does it? I think he didn't. I think he just believed. He's like, no, I don't need to do that. 
I know who you are. I know this is true. And something happened. Not only just to Thomas, but to all of them. Something happened. They were in a room locked and they were scared. And now they're taking the gospel all over the place. When you hear Peter's sermons, they're incredible. What changed? They saw Jesus. They saw Jesus. They saw his scars. And the scars are scars of love. And they're eternally a testimony of how much he loves us. So I believe when we see Jesus, we will see a beautiful but yet scarred man. The scars reminding us that he came to be a ransom for our sin. It says in Matthew 20, 28, even as the son of man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister. The God of all creation came to be a servant. He came to serve and he came to die. And it says, and to give his life a ransom for many. That is Jesus. That's why he came. That's why he died. And he rose again, still bearing scars. I believe till this day, I believe for eternity. I'm not positive about that, but it seems like Revelation does tell us that he'll have those scars. It was as a lamb slain, but he is the lamb. He is the lion. He came humbly. He came to sacrifice himself for us. And he's coming back. He's coming back the same place he ascended, and he's going to, uh, at that point, conquer the enemies. He came first to save his enemies. But if you, if you don't receive him by faith, if you don't believe that he died for you, there's going to be a day when it's too late for you. Don't reject his incredible love. If you've never put your faith in Jesus, the Bible says that God so loved the world, that's you and me, that he gave his only begotten son, that's Jesus that whosoever, that's anybody, believes in him to trust in him, not a religion, not trying to be better, not reforming yourself, but just believing that he paid for your sins on the cross. Whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have, what, everlasting life. That's heaven. What is the gospel? Jesus Christ died for our sins and rose again. If you'll trust in him, you'll be saved today, tomorrow, and forever. Have you put your faith in Jesus? You say, well, yeah, I'm a pretty good person, or my parents are Christians, or I've tried my best. Well, it doesn't matter the faith of your parents. It doesn't matter how good you've been. We all need to be saved. We all can be saved. And it's when you realize that you can't save yourself. You cannot do anything about your condition except for, except the gift called eternal life that God offers you through his son, through Jesus' death and resurrection, and you say, I put my trust in Jesus. I believe in him. And it's not even the words that it's saving you. It's your faith in him. And if that's something that you haven't done, do it today. Call us if you have questions about that, 1-800-78-GRACE or go to ingraceradio.com. While you're on our website, check out our Walk Through the Creation Museum with Ken Ham. It is an incredible place. Ken's an incredible person. You want to see his museum with him? 
you want to get this video, A Walkthrough Creation with Ken Ham. It's a two-part video series that is yours for a gift of any amount to this ministry in grace. We are careful with money. We are going to make sure it goes uh, as far as possible to make sure people hear the gospel. And you get this great video either by DVD or digital download. And if your gift can be $35 or more, we're going to send you two more powerful videos, A Tour of Noah's Ark with Bodie Hodge. And it's a beautiful, incredible full-size ark there at the Ark Encounter. And then also a dinosaur dig, Dinosaurs That Destroy Evolution. All three of these videos will give you hours of great material that you can use to share the God of creation with other people. Contact us today. Don't forget to get the video series, A Walk Through Creation with Ken Ham, for your gift of any amount. When your gift is $35 or more, you will also receive two more video series, A Tour of Noah's Ark and Dinosaurs That Destroy Evolution. Don't miss out on this exclusive opportunity. Call now, 800-78-GRACE. Go to our secure website, ingraceradio.com, or write to us at Ingrace P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois. 60047. Thank you for joining us on In Grace Radio with Jim Scudder Jr. In Grace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world, helping you find hope, gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in tomorrow as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on InGrace Radio.